Hello everybody, this is the Not Me Neo Adults podcast, pioneers for children's healthcare and well-being. My name is David Cole and this is the intro to our fourth and long-awaited season. Um, unfortunately we've been away for a while but we're really delighted that we've got some fantastic conversations coming up. Once again I'm joined by my wife Hannah um, and today we're going to be announcing um, a really important milestone for us which is the launch of an innovation fellowship that we are working with the Oxford uh, John Radcliffe Hospital on um, but also just talking to you a little bit about what's happened over the last year and uh, why we're really excited about the fourth season. The first point to address would be why we've had the nine-month break and uh, there's there's no detailed explanation for that other than like so many around us the impact of the new ways of working with Covid have meant that we've just been horribly frenetically busy and trying to find one hour in both of our diaries at the same time to be able to chat to the interesting people has has been really difficult. Yeah absolutely and um, I think one thing that we're going to change in this season is that we tried really hard to stick to a podcast a week and I think we're going to give ourselves some little bit of latitude. Um, although we've got some fantastic people lined up, we're going to launch the podcast. We're going to have the conversations and then and then um, put them out as soon as we possibly can, but not necessarily sticking to to a weekly schedule. And as you said, um, it it's been tricky over the last, I guess, well, two years. Um, but certainly over the last nine months, I think personally, I've had some struggles. Um, just trying to fit everything in and and um, and keep keep up with all of the daily grind and and everything else. And unfortunately, um, one of the things that I had to give was the podcast. But it's been really weighing down on me that we haven't been able to do it. I think it's such an important part of what we're trying to do from a charitable perspective. And so, from that point of view, we're um, we're delighted to to be back. And. Progress in the first three seasons. It's been we've met such an such a wide variety of people. But you shared with me the stats on um, downloads so far. I think four and a half thousand downloads across six continents. At least you know that it's interesting for somebody somewhere. So it's not only our own education that's been benefiting from it. No, absolutely. And um, and I guess we'll use this as a uh, as a plea to a certain degree is that we have had downloads from all over the world but we would love to do and hear from more people in uh, in Asia and also in South America and and, and also Africa so we, we have done a podcast from um, uh, a contact in Africa but we want to make this and continue to to expand this on a global scale a lot of the conversations that we have are with um, fantastic people in Europe or in in America um, and some down in Australia fortunately so that's a plea out to anyone if you do know of um, things that are happening all over the world then please do get in touch because we'd love to speak to pioneers um, from all, all corners of the world. So looking forward then you've uh, you've been lining up a catalogue of uh, conversations for us to have in the coming weeks and months and I know there's a lot of the conversations have revolved around mental health and well-being but there's a couple of other topics that I know you've got 
um, in the pipeline as well. Can you elaborate a bit? Absolutely. So one of the podcasts that unfortunately we didn't release is was it in uh, was was surrounding inequalities, and I think that is a big topic of conversation around healthcare at this point in time. So we're hoping to bring that out in the next couple of weeks, um, and then. Uh, again, mental health is is a huge topic of conversation. I think um, we're even potentially seeing it in our children, and just the anxieties having gone from homeschooling, um, you know, getting older and going through different stages of life, and just seeing lots of different things happening to when we were children. Um, but then we have some, I guess, uh, more tangible um, uh, conversations around three D printing, um, and also coming back to the empowerment of the child um, and the ability to give them more information whilst they're in hospital and trying to ease their uh, understanding of what's happening uh, in hospital care. Those are the kind of topics that actually we've got people lined up for. But I think for me, the conversations around inequalities and mental health are going to be really, really powerful. And um, I'm particularly looking forward to those conversations. Yeah, likewise. So the conversation that we were having today with Janet and Megan was to do with the fellowship post that we have finally been able to announce. When we were initially discussing the concept of a fellowship post, the two of us before we started uh, involving anybody else, we were mulling over, was this was this a really good place for thinking of Oscar to um, focus on and could we make a difference that way? And the point of view that I came to was that it's exciting because it has the potential to have to influence the trajectory of an individual's career so that's that that's uh, that's important but then secondly that it could then also have a as a consequence of that it could have a multiplying effect because some of the ideas an individual could have could then scale out or it could, they could just become they could you know get the bug for thinking about problems in a different way and so continue to have a positive impact in child health um, inspired by the work that they had been doing through the through their fellowship post in the first place Absolutely, and I think we've been inspired, um, uh, to use that word again, by many of the people that we've met on this journey. And to me, actually putting Oscar's name to a fellow and being able to say that you know, his legacy has helped them not only in their career, but hopefully in transforming um, even just a small part of paediatric healthcare is, um, is such a wonderful um, opportunity and... Uh, I'm pausing on the word legacy, but you know, um, potentially legacy for uh, for him and and for thinking of Oscar um, as the charity. And um, as you mentioned, we caught up with uh, Janet Craze, who was actually Oscar's doctor and um, is uh, one of the consultant paediatricians at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford, and also um, Megan, who leads the Hill. And um, we're going to hear a little bit of a conversation that we had now, talking more about. Uh, what the innovation post is um, and how someone can apply and and the intricacies around that. (music) 
So Megan and Janet, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we we wanted to launch this uh, uh, next season of the podcast by talking about something that's very exciting for us, uh, has been a long time in the making, unfortunately, given COVID, there's been a few delays, but I'm um, talking about the fellowship that we have been uh, working on together and, and we're now launching. And there's a pretty tight window to try and get people uh, to, to apply. So um, we thought we'd, uh, we'd give it a bit of a plug today. So um, maybe if we could just start by just um, a couple of introductions. Um, so Janet, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Quickly. Yeah, hi, I'm Janet Craze. I'm a general pediatric consultant at the JR and one of the medical advisors to the charity. Thank you. And Megan. Hello, I'm Megan Morris-Carter. I'm the director of The Hill, which is the digital innovation team based at Oxford University Hospitals. And we are, um, uh, I think, as, as many of the listeners will know, um, we're very close to you guys from uh, um, Oxford University Hospitals uh, perspective. It's where... Um, I'm trying to think three of our children have been born um, and, uh, and and Oscar was obviously being looked after then we've done various bits of work but this particular initiative has been something that we've been thinking about and uh, and talking about for a while and it's and it feels like it's um you know such an important uh, opportunity at this very moment um, to, to be looking into um uh, so Janet I wonder whether you could just talk a little bit about um the innovation so the innovation fellowship which we are um uh, co-supporting and, and kind of what what it means for you and what you think it will bring to the to the hospital uh, but also i guess to the to any kind of candidate that, that comes about yeah and um, this is a really exciting initiative because so often trainees have ideas of things they want to pursue and they just can't do it within their normal working week so the idea of having somebody appointed specifically to be an innovation uh, fellow with protected time that they can pick up and run with and introduce their idea is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and we've talked previously, haven't we, about the fact that you know your, your mission statement for the charity when first set up was to improve the lives of children in hospital, but medicine and life and things have changed and evolved, as is often the case over the past few years. So I think we're hoping that we can get somebody in uh, to um, run some innovative projects looking at keeping children out of hospital by monitoring their condition frequently um, out of hospital and sending the information back into the treating clinician so that we can supervise their management and treatment. Um, and it's backed up because of the way it's set up. Um, it, it's it, not a post that's entirely an innovation. It will be uh, part innovation and part clinical paediatrics so that uh, people don't lose their clinical skills and lose their, their sort of uh, touch with the day-to-day -day life of, of paediatrics at the same time. Fantastic and actually the uh, I think one of the the great things that um, that uh, the Oxford University Hospitals is doing is is uh, around innovation in general so Megan from a from a Hills perspective tell us a little bit about the Hill and tell us about how um, uh, this candidate the successful candidate the innovation fellow can work um, closely with your department as well. Yeah, so Oxford University Hospitals is quite unusual, I think, in having an innovation team, which is effectively what we are. And we, we sort of spun into the hospital, having been set up outside with the hospital as one of our partners, um, with the, the express intention of bringing digital technologies into the NHS for the benefit of patients and to make life easier for staff as well. Um, we, we do a variety of different activities, um, ranging from sort of supporting individual innovations um, through an innovation pipeline into the trust, but also an accelerator programme. 
but also working with clinicians on the front line to help them better express the needs that they have um, and become more familiar with digital technology, um, but also just innovate in general. Um, it's worth saying that although we've started in digital, we're very much kind of supporting innovation across the trust in a, in a wide variety of different areas, not just digital technology. Um, and I think programmes like this are hugely important for that because um, as I'm sure Janet would, would sympathise with, it's actually quite difficult to find time in a clinical role to do innovation. It's quite difficult to set aside the time to, to make that happen. And so being able to give someone 40% of their time actually dedicated to innovation and then support them in developing that, um, that innovation is really, really important. Thanks for that, Megan. And for the successful candidate, what, what can they look forward to uh, you know, above, over and above the luxury of time, how will uh, yourself, Janet and the team be able to support? Yeah, so we, we have a programme called the Digital Innovation Ambassadors already, which is a group of, of people from across the institution who are both clinical and non-clinical members of staff, but in, on the front line. Um, whom we support with a variety of different sort of workshops, um, digital skills training, opportunities to engage with specific innovations if they want to do so. And we would imagine that the fellow could very much engage with that network, um, both meeting those people, which I think is a fantastic thing to do from their personal development perspective, because they get to network with people across the institution who are interested in innovation, but then also taking part in some of the training um, and the workshops that we're running. We're also very keen to make sure we support them specifically in what they want to do. So, for example, if they want to um, run a needs workshop for their department, we have experts who are able to come in and help them facilitate that. Um, if they would like to um, do some technology scouting, we have people on the team who are very adept at finding technologies for specific needs. So we could help them and coach them in, in, in doing that kind of technology scouting. Similarly, we have connections into lots of other partner organisations as well. So Health Education England, um, some of the senior NHS uh, bodies, um, also kind of innovation agencies across Europe. So depending on the interests of the fellow, we should be able to link them up with key partners who would be able to support them in that interest and help them develop their skills in that area, as well as perhaps developing a specific innovation that would benefit the paediatrics department. Thank you. What about from your side, Janet? Yeah, I mean, I think we're providing the, the sort of the clinical basis, aren't we? So uh, we have some ideas already of, of projects, but the successful candidate may have a very clear idea. Um, and we can talk around what sorts of projects would be useful. And crucially, of course, we can provide the patients and the families uh, for them to actually run the projects. Um, and then the link back to the department and can help in the evaluation of how helpful it is. Um, and then maybe, you know, tweak that as time goes by. Um, and ultimately, hopefully, introduce new ways of working into the department. Um, obviously, they will get experience to keep up their clinical skills, which is fine. And we've worded the advert um, as that they will do their clinical work in general paediatrics and that the projects are like to be general paediatric. But as you know, we have most paediatric subspecialties within this department. And if we have a candidate who has a particularly clear idea and a, 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 for a very good project within one of the subspecialties, uh, for example, oncology, respiratory, et cetera, then there's no reason why we can't facilitate that and introduce them to the relevant people and, and, uh, and see how that goes. And finally, I know in, the, in recent years, the, the network of thinking of Oscar has um, become stronger. So I know you had quite a point of view, DC, about how you wanted us to be able to 
support the candidate as well in a different way? Well, we would absolutely, we would love to be able to support everybody, um, you know, the Hill, the, the, the hospital in itself and the candidate with um, our network of um, not only in the UK, but globally of innovation um, uh, superstars, shall we say, that people are trying to do things differently um, for children's health, which which is basically the basis of our uh, podcast that we're trying to promote all of these these wonderful people and um, and we hope that we can um, be as 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 hands on or not depending on um, how the, you know the the fellow wishes to to use us and and how you guys wishes to use us as well uh, in trying to connect them with with different um, uh, institutions across the world. I think one of the things that we have learned um, in in our journey is just you know and we talk about it a lot is obviously the the underserved nature of, of paediatrics, um, but also the opportunity that innovation brings. And so, you know, Janet, you point out that at the beginning of this uh, journey, when we set up the charity, we wanted to support children in hospital care um, over and above, you know, the, the, the normal um, uh, facilities, shall we say, or, or aspects that the NHS provide. And we've kind of journeyed to now wanting to bring the future of healthcare to children. And I think this fellowship really does kind of sum that up um, pretty well. And, um, you know, we're, we're just super excited to meet the candidates and, and, um, and um, you know, work with, the, work with the successful one moving forward. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I guess uh, one of the, just the, the final aspects and, and maybe um, uh, Janet, if we start with you is what, for you, what would the ideal kind of candidate bring? What would they, what, what would you be looking for? I think, enthusiasm and someone who can demonstrate that so far in their training they haven't just done the training and done the hours on the wall but they've got this capacity to think outside uh, the four walls of the hospital and to think more about the lives of children beyond when they're in hospital um, and so that insight into how a project could really help uh, their their healthcare and their daily lives so someone who comes demonstrating that by previous projects perhaps they've done or just in, in their discussions that they have a really clear idea of what they can do to produce an improvement. Um, and added to that, of course, uh, demonstrate that they are capable of having conversations with people from other areas like yourselves, from the Hill, uh, people perhaps with a more technological and, and systems-based background rather than the health background, and that sort of insight to get slightly into that, that slightly other world, as it were, just to drive the project forward, rather than someone who... who is going to arrive and from day one is going to need a lot of hand-holding uh, to, to get to the stage of being able to do anything. Fantastic. And, and Megan, from your point of view? Yeah, I think, I think Janet's really hit the nail on the head um, in the sense of enthusiasm. I think it's really, really important that someone is keen to be innovative, can think a little bit outside the box and is prepared to try new things and, and do new things. And we're very keen to support someone to um, explore things that perhaps they feel they wouldn't be able to explore in their you know, regular clinical role and to maybe take a few extra risks or, um, you know, try a project that perhaps, you know, wouldn't necessarily be tried apart from within the confines of a, a fellowship like this, where there's all the support is available and the, the structure is available to make that happen. And so someone who's, who's prepared to think a little bit outside the box, who's maybe got a few ideas themselves, always prepared to ask other people for their ideas. You know, it doesn't have to be that they've come with a, a solution that they want to try out. It could be that they're just prepared to talk to other people in the department, get their ideas, understand the needs of the department and then go out and find um, the solutions to that. Thanks, Megan. So last one from my side is to do with application. How should an interested candidate apply, please? 
Well, we, we want that somebody, in fact, has already been in touch saying, is there an application form? So if the answer is that's a good, good sign that somebody's been in touch so soon. So I think the answer is no, we don't have a specific application form, but we'd like a detailed CV. Um, and I think we felt they should all get filtered through to the Hill in the first instance, Megan. Is that correct? Yeah, so we've got an email address, connect at thehilloxford.org. Um, which is our main email address. And so if people send their CV to that, um, then we'll be able to kind of channel them through to the, the right selection panel to um, to apply for the job. Fantastic. We'll make sure that the, the email address and, and all of the uh, details are kind of in the, um, uh, in the notes for this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining us. And um, as we said, we're so excited about uh, kicking this off. Um, it's going to finally happen. Um, looking forward to meeting the candidates and, and really looking forward to continuing our relationship with you guys as well. So thank you for your time. Megan, I know you're on holiday, so we really appreciate you uh, <laughs> stepping stepping out from uh, from family time. And uh, and Janet, thanks thanks so much for, uh, uh, for helping us ever. Ah, pleasure. Thank, thank you so much. We're really super looking forward to, to working with you. As we mentioned during the conversation with Janet and Megan, we will make sure that the link to enable someone to apply for the post is um, as part of the notes for this uh, introduction for our fourth season. And we really are um, excited about meeting um, all of the different candidates and, um, and selecting someone to be the first thinking of Oscar paediatric innovation fellow we should invite them on to do a podcast with us when they've had a few months absolutely well we don't want to scare them but yes (laughs) that would be wonderful so um please listen out and look out for um the first in the season or the first of our fourth season of the podcast um we can't wait to speak to uh, so many of these pioneers if anyone has ever um, would uh, thinks that there is anyone that um, might like to join us on the podcast and would like to talk about what they're doing to change children's health across the world then we would love to talk to them um, until then thank you for listening please go back and listen to the podcast that we've put out already over the course of the last um, year or so um, there are some fantastic people uh, that we've had been very very fortunate to speak to um, and we hope and uh, are really looking forward to speaking to many more